0: Wait a minute. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode
1: 17 of season 4. I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it is your boy, house-sitting Bruno. Kurt, we already talked about this before we started. Your boy's house-sitting this week. I do it for my uh, my workers sometimes at the CSD. So I'm in a uh, location that shall not be named for the confidentiality and security of the uh, one dog and two cats that I am uh, house-sitting for. Um, but you know what? We're having a great time. Well, um, I'm going to make you pick a favorite. Oh, oh which uh, one's your favorite? Okay, so... Yep. I mean, obviously, it starts with, are you a dog or cat person? Because that might determine your answer. I will say the dog, very cute. Um, her name is Maddie. Points off, though, because it's short for Mattingly, short for former Yankee legend Don Mattingly. So as oh. a Red Sox fan, mm-hmm. I'm like, Maddie, you're great. But, like, I don't like the origins of her name. Um, the cats, there's one shy one and one friendly one. The friendly one just is, like walks right up to you and will, like, jump on your lap and like want to be pet. So, like, that's kind of fun. Because, like, when cats are friendly, that's fun. Um, well, they... When they are friendly, it is fun. Right.
0: Here's my thing. Oh, I had one great cat growing up. Yep. Shadow. He was the That's man. Top tier man. Shadow. Yeah. All black cat. Uh, the man. Just like the fucking man. Uh, used to give awesome like headbutts, Like when he wanted like something, he gave you a little headbutt. <laughs> but, but then I was like, Shadow's so awesome. Let's get Shadow a sibling. So we got a kitten. We named her Pudge. Oh. Pudge sucked. Pudge oh. was the worst. She oh, was God. a grade A biatch. Oh, and, no. Uh, just a miserable, miserable, miserable cat. Um, oh, God. And wouldn't you know it, it lived to like 17 years old.
1: <laughs> Pudge. Oh, no. <laughs> Pudge. Oh, Optimally. God.
0: Pudge, Pudge had a lot wrong with her towards the end of her life, and she just wouldn't call it quits. Like Oh, my God. He wouldn't do it uh i vividly remember there was one morning where we like walked downstairs and like the entire right side of her fur had like just fallen off oh so god. she was like, like half cat half naked cat oh god like, and we were like oh god. connor my brother god bless him and he was like kidding i think i think but he's like oh we should just like leave the door open one night and just like <laughs> just let let pudge do do what she's got to do
1: let nature take its course
0: yeah but like i mean it was the the cat never would it would just
1: cease to die yeah and kurt i will say i feel like your floor with dogs is a lot higher than the floor with cats like you, oh yeah dogs are very stable you, you know you're pretty much getting with a dog i mean i guess there's some breeds that maybe you know you have to see you know i don't want to say stereotypes here but maybe certain breeds of dogs whatever but like with cats their variance is super high you can get cats that are like great they love to be pet they're soft they well behaved or you get a cat that's like you know the, sc- the scourge of the earth like it sounds like your punch was so i agree with yeah. you there but you know what kurt uh i guess i have the best i guess the best of all the options because i have ever i have all of the above at the house I'm currently in, in the under, unspecified location and place that I mentioned before, so we're doing big things. And Kurt, you know, who knows? When uh, maybe when we get older, we'll have a, uh, you know, Kurt. If you were to get your own dog or cat right now, would you go like a, a boss? Would you go like what's up, uh, J- uh, Jason Tatum? Like that's your that's your cat, your dog's name? <laughs> J T. Um, I think hmm. so. For a long
0: time, it's always been I want a dog and I want to name it Brady. That's what I was I've, going for. I've come. I've come back a little bit oh. on that. I don't know. Hmm. You know, TBD, TBD. There. I mean, if you're, if I'm like power ranking, like some of my top favorite Boston athletes at yep. the moment, it's like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, David Pasternak. Um, pasta. Oh, pasta. Yeah, good, hey, that would be good. Imagine naming a dog pasta. Like, come here, pasta. Yeah, like it's sure, a little it's not great. Like. Mac, come here, Mac no. Uh,
1: terrible. Ter- ter- terrible. You're terrible. <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Um,
0: come I, here, on Come oh, here. Oh my dude.
1: God. Like, <laughs> yeah, You could show that to Jew. That would be quite a quite a time. Come here, <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, so, that's. I feel like the options of yesteryear, like all of our legends. There's so many good, like legendary Boston, as from us growing up. I mean, but currently, I you're you're kind of right. I feel like we're lacking in that department a little bit.
0: Yeah, like Tate. I'm like JT, come here. Yeah, like it's just, it doesn't hit the same. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, but like, I don't know, dude. The Brady thing. It was like I always just pictured to end this career in New England. So I know like, oh, Brady well, will live forever. Well. Well,
1: what? <laughs> well, Jim. <laughs> um, um, maybe. You know, Kurt, remains to be seen. Honestly, I don't know what type of dog you're thinking, but I can see you with a golden retriever named Brady. I mean, maybe it's because I already see you with a golden retriever. Like, that's an image that I already see. But, like, still, you know, just saying. Yeah, so Brady,
0: hmm. Brady, I think, would be an elite golden retriever dog name. I also yeah. could be, like, I could definitely be – so Cisco is a mini golden doodle, but he doesn't look like a doodle at all. Right. Like he looks like a puppy, but he is a fully grown mini doodle at like 38 pounds. I'm not glad so, I didn't even know that. Yeah, he is. Yeah, exactly. He is like, he's such a good size. Like I don't, uh, golden retrievers are awesome, but like they can get up to, you know, 70 pounds or whatever. So oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a much bigger dog, but I mean, we can,
1: we can, I can be convinced. I can definitely okay. be convinced. All right. Well, Kurt. The goodness is you don't have to decide right now. Much like we don't know where Tom Brady's, what his decision is for where he's playing in future years, or if he's playing. So, Kurt, we'll wait and see. We'll we'll uh, we'll TBD for TB12. I'm, I'm down, Bruno. I'm down, <laughs> Bruno. With that
0: being said, we've talked for a couple of minutes now about nothing <laughs> except for cats and dogs. So, with that being said, Bruno, we are going to quickly, once again, quickly, go over some notable Week 16 storylines. You, my friend you are, you have headed this up so without further ado
1: I am turning it over to the Jew crew and uh, and and you so uh, <laughs> that was pretty smooth honestly whenever you said without much further ado I knew exactly where you're going that's called synergy baby yes, um, sir. yes indeed Kurt so we're coming to you uh, live on a good old uh, day of the fry um, and as such there has been a lot that's happened since last week since we've last talked to you um, we will run through some of the games that happened from last week honestly, the actual results on the field, they weren't that crazy last week. There weren't a, weren't a lot of like top tier games. You know, some of the bigger ones: Vikings twenty seven, Giants twenty four, and a sixty one yard field goal as time expired. It, Kurt, it honestly feels like every Viking game this year has been like a one score game, and they've won most of them. Um, you know, I don't really have something about this game specifically, Kurt, but I do have a quick, quick question for you. Uh, do you think this bodes well for the Vikings that they, like, know how to win close games? Or do you think they just, like, aren't that good, which is why they're not winning by more than, like, one score? Well, I'm not a believer in the
0: Vikings. I think they're kind of frauds. But there is something to that goes along with, like, knowing how to win a game. So the fact that they have – it's not like a fluke thing and they have continued to win one-score games, I think bodes well for them going forward. But, again, I just, like – if they play the eagles or if they even if it's like the cowboys like i i don't know if i don't know if they stand a chance like i don't think they're that good of a football team you know if they run into a really good offense that defense isn't holding up i think
1: yeah, I mean, again, if you're allowing 33 points to the Colts and one half who are maybe the worst team in the NFL right now, uh, you can't really trust your defense. So we'll no. see if that helps the Vikings in the playoffs or not. Kurt, another team I wanted to make the playoffs, the Lions. I don't know if they're like mathematically out, but like they were on such a hot streak. We had them on the pick six, all they had to do to beat the Panthers and they got not blown out, but they lost by double digits. to the Panthers 37, 23, pretty sad. I love this line team. I still do. I don't think it's all like all hope is lost, but like, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. We'll see. I I think it depends how this week goes, but, um, you know, Kurt, meanwhile for the Panthers fired their coach, they looked horrible, have changed QBs like every single week and somehow they're still alive and could win the NFC South. I mean, that's crazy. Like, I it's just what? It it makes
0: no sense. They fire their coach, they trade Christian McCaffrey, and then they get better. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> it's like what? What what's going on here? Um so basically, here's where I stand on this. The Lions are gonna lie in, apparently. I thought maybe apparently. we had turned the corner. I thought we had turned the corner. We did not. We did not turn the corner. Uh they this was uh I, it was pretty demoralizing for the Lions. Like you yep. you worked so hard to get to the spot. And then you played the lowly Panthers and can't get it done so again
1: interesting that the panthers still have a chance to make the postseason lions probably are in a a little bit of trouble so yeah um and speaking of that kurt uh then i mean we'll stick to the nfc south for a second also this week bucks 19 cardinals 16 tom brady does it again gets his team to overtime leads the game winning field goal drive in overtime again i think the takeaway here is that it's somewhat pathetic that they needed this against the cardinals who let us not Let's People should not forget that Kyler Murray wasn't even the starting quarterback because he's out with his, his ACL tear, right? It wasn't even against Kyler Murray, which, again, with Kyler Murray this year, they weren't even that good. So not great. Like the Bucks kind of stink. But again, it's like it's kind of one of those things. It's like, you know, Brady just does it again. Not only do they not have Kyler Murray, they didn't have Colt McCoy,
0: which meant right, Trace right. I forgot about that yeah. in his first <laughs> career start Yeah, is – Going punch for punch here with the Bucks, and uh, again, these ain't your daddy's Bucks from two years ago. These are no. these are a shell of that team. So it,
1: another interesting game there, Bruno. Yeah, and again, it's going to be hilarious if they win their division and they host a first round playoff game. Uh, I'm sure your uncle, who will probably be the opponent for the Bucks, will have something to say about that. Um, yeah. Not okay. the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Your uncle specifically will be the Bucks opponent. Yes. What? Yes. Mano imano, but like him mano. versus yep. Todd <laughs> Holt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kurt another game uh, surprising result Packers 26 Dolphins 20 Packers for some reason just kind of like are turning it on at the end of the season I didn't, didn't see that coming because they were three and six at one point and they were terrible but they continue to win the bigger point here and I guess this is timely as a Patriots fan is that Tua I mean I don't know what is going on there he got another concussion I feel like that's like the third this season alone like it's crazy like he just keeps getting concussed and like between that between the reports of like him having no confidence between the like mental health perspective here. Like, obviously they had a great start to the year and it's kind of gone downhill. And like, I'm sure fans and people around the league have been like getting on his case and stuff. Like Kurt, I don't know what you think, but like, well, I, I, I'm going to find out what you think. So I'm about to ask you, but like Tua, again, he's kind of struggled with people like talking shit about him ever since he started in the league. And it seemed like the start of the season was going well, but between the injuries and everything else, like, what do you think his future is like in the NFL? Like, I, you know, I, I'm not saying anything, and no one is saying anything. I'm just, it's just a, a question we have to ask and we have to wonder about. So, Bruno,
0: remember, like, so obviously the really
1: bad concussion
0: against the Bengals. Yeah, how I think there was like a like numerous reports that he might never play in the NFL again because uh, it was like you know uh, something about like the doctor saying like how traumatic of a concussion that was, and like you know. There is research at this point that goes into great depths, and there's a, a distinct knowledge now about like what concussions can do to you down the road. Um, I think this is—I mean, regardless of if the Dolphins make the playoffs or not, and Tua can come back, the Dolphins are not winning the Super Bowl this year. Like it's not happening. They're a good team, but they're not—they're not winning the Super Bowl. It's not worth the risk that the reward is not worth the risk in my opinion. So I think Tua needs to sh- shut it down for the rest of this year. And Hey, a loss this week to the Patriots might do them in anyway. way. So um, again, I'm sure Tua is a competitor and he wants to be out there, but for his own good, he shouldn't be out there.
1: Yeah, I agree. And again, like I feel like that was in line with what Mike McDaniels did. McDaniel McDaniels. I still always forget if it's, if it's, I think it's McDaniel, Josh McDaniels, Mike McDaniel. Um, we even saw him coming out in comments this week and being like, yeah, Tua just needs to like, take it one step at a time and do its best for him. Like that's, you know, that's, that's not usually what you see about, uh, uh, you know, coaches talking about their quarterbacks. So
0: correct. I also feel like though, their offense has kind of been exposed a little bit the last couple of weeks here. they like, they're notorious for like, we do this and we do this well and good luck stopping it. And then the chargers kind of put out a blueprint on how to stop it. And there hasn't been much like, okay, they stopped this, we'll we'll kind of shift to this. It's like, no, they just keep running the same
1: shit. So, I don't know, dude. Yeah, and listen, uh, we will absolutely take that as we go up against them this week. Um, yeah. Kurt, speaking of your uncle and also the Cowboys, like we were earlier, uh, the best game from last week probably was Cowboys 40, Eagles 34. Uh, this was a Gardner-Minchu game. Jalen Hurts was held out. I, again, all reports are that he should be fine for the playoffs, but you know they're holding him out just to be safe. Honestly, a very entertaining game. Gardner Mishu, like again, he's not J- he's not Jalen Hurts, but like he actually like you know was playing pretty well. Um, you know, Dak had some more bad picks as he has been having it towards the end of the season, but the, his the offense was you know kind of thriving. I will say the Eagles they do have some injuries, right? It's not, it's not it's it is fair to say they have some injuries, but again, like. This defense is largely going to be their defense against the Cowboys moving forward. And that is unaffected by Jalen Hurts. So they led up 40 to the Cowboys. Their secondary was not looking great. So, again, yeah. it's one game, you know, anything can happen. But, like, again, that is something to at least take out of this game moving forward. Um, and also, the Eagles, like, could have won this game at the end. Uh, Gardner Mitchell almost led them all the way back. Uh, I think his last pass was incomplete in the end zone. So that would have been hilarious if they had still won uh, against the Cowboys. Kurt, did either you or your uncle have any takeaways or thoughts from this game? Uh, my uncle i mean
0: he he predicted like i said predicted that the cowboys would win the game um as he does as he as he is like a fortune teller he is uh yep. he is a magic eight ball um <laughs> but I, I he we i was with him while the game was being played and he's like they're gonna win, but it'll be ugly so you know just it part of the plan he knew he knew all along there you go uh
1: kurt again i I think i I think I picked the Eagles this week, and I said on the pick six I was going against your uncle, and it's yep. just stu- stupid as a stupid does with me because at this point, if you're not trusting the Panaman- your Panamanian pal, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Like you'd be literally rich if you trusted him on every pick. Just trust, just trust the man. He's a he's a smart dude. Trust the man. Trust the man. Um, Kurt, uh, the Raiders are hoping that they are going to put their trust in Josh McDaniels, apparently, because as we're switching from game recaps to news this week. One of the biggest things was that the Raiders are benching Derek Carr. This, again, like based on performance isn't necessarily surprising because I think we've all looked at the Raiders. And again, not that it's been all on him, but like he hasn't been playing great. But like the timing and like what's come out about it, it was kind of like wild this week. Right. Because, you know, first of all, this this deserves to be said above all else. The Raiders are not eliminated from the playoffs. Now, do we think they're going to make it? Probably not, right? Like, I'm not, I I don't think anyone's out here being like, I'm betting my life savings they're going to make the playoffs, or even if they did, that they're going far, right? But at the same time, like, this is not a move that teams still alive in the playoff hunt usually or ever make, like they just bench a starting quarterback. What's kind of come out recently has been apparently you know, they're they're thinking or strongly leaning towards maybe either trying to trade him or I guess trying to cut him this off season and they don't want to risk injury these last two games because that would obviously complicate things. So, you know, I, I mean, I guess that's a fair point, but like he kind of like he got benched and then it's kind of like he's just like not even dressing because the other Chase Garbers or whatever their third string is now their second string behind the starting quarterback, who I guess I shouldn't have buried the lead, is now Kurt's boy, Jarrett Stidham. As our friend Jason Lublin said, Stiddy season. Um It is city season and everyone should be thrilled about that. So, (laughs) yeah. So again, like before we talk about Stidham or whatever, Kurt thoughts on the move thoughts on Derek Carr and thoughts on, you know, kind of what went down with the Raiders this week. Well, I don't think Derek Carr is a very good quarterback to be perfectly honest with you, but
0: I think, you know, he gets scrutinized a little bit and the NFL is not fair. It's not a fair league. Um, they were kind of NFL, in, not fair league. Sorry, not, you said that I had to just yeah, say that. They're not fair league. Bruno, here's the thing. If you give Derek Carr full season of Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Matt Collins, could be a drastically different outcome for the Raiders. But sure. Renfro and Waller miss like uh yeah. you know, five or six games there. That that swings things. They're still in the playoff hunt now. If if they're not injured for all those games and you win a couple of them, you know you're in the playoffs, and I don't know if Derek Carr's is getting benched. Um, here's my thing: I think you know he he has every passing record in Raiders history at this point. He's been there for almost 10 years, but if the Raiders want to go to where the Raiders want to go, I don't think Derek Carr is your quarterback. So I think they probably have their eye on a bigger fish. Um, you know, there's some interesting things coming out. Obviously, you know the Brady thing is what the Brady thing is the connection with Josh mcdaniels it's hard to ignore it's i mean that is something that i think and it has been reported that could very likely happen also let's not forget here like lamar jackson is a free agent like there are some names out there where it's like what's happening with baker mayfield baker mayfield's come back and he's kind of lit things up with with the rams i know it's only been two games but like is there is there a possibility there what's happening with zach wilson is he out of new york so it's like I don't I don't know what's happening necessarily around the league, but I don't I think the Raiders are pretty certain at this point, wherever they want to go, Derek Carr probably isn't taking them there.
1: Yeah, I would also agree with that, Kurt. Um, I think that again, they they kind of know that. They probably even thought that heading into the season, right? It's not like that wasn't a thought that happened, but again, they got Devontae Adams, they got Josh McDaniels, they were like, let's just try this one last move that we can try to make to see if it can change things. You know, like you said, injuries definitely affected that, but at the same time didn't get the results they wanted. So I agree. Like again, it, it does take some balls to be like, if this isn't the future, then let's do something about it, right? It's easier to st- stick with the same thing. It's harder to make the hard decision. So maybe we'll look back on this and be a turning point. It will be interesting to see though, also like where Derek Carr might end up. Absolutely. And here's the thing too, Devontae Adams came out and defended
0: Derek Carr and said he is the reason he is a raider. So like right. Now is Devonte Adams unhappy? I mean, I'm sure if like the Raiders bring in uh, Tom Someone Brady, raider. I don't think <laughs> yeah. I don't think Devonte is going to care. But let's say they like Josh McNeil's loved Zach Wilson, he wants Zach Wilson. Oh, is Devontae Adams, like I'm sticking around for this. <laughs> yeah, I left Aaron Rodgers for this. Like Yikes. I like so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But uh, like I said, everyone be very happy. You could see Jared sit him for two games. However, however, however. 49ers and Chiefs in your
1: first two NFL starts. Good luck, kid.
0: Sheesh.
1: <laughs> Good luck, Charlie. Uh, and Kurt, with this, uh, with the, the part of this that was like they don't want Derek Carr to get injured, hmm. uh, consider me shocked that, that he's about to play the 49ers, like the best defense of the NFL. And they're like, yeah, he's going to get murdered against the 49ers. So. Like, yeah, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. Yeah. So Stidham has the pleasure of uh, going in there and getting murdered himself. I feel like what's going to happen. I feel like we've seen this like a hundred times this year. The backup goes in; they're not used to taking hits. They get hit like twice and like break their ribs, and then they're out. I feel like that's going to happen with Stidham. Like he's going to go in there, maybe have an okay first drive, and then he's just going to take one big hit, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm not used to taking hits, and my, uh, you know, the bosas are falling on me, and now my ribs are broken." So. Well,
0: here's the yep. thing.
1: I I said this maybe in our group chat. Like it's he's going to get hurt. Like the storyline's yeah.
0: perfect. Like, Jared yep. said, he's going to start. He'll be okay. He'll get hurt, and then the. Third string guy will go in, and
1: he has no backup. And then it's like, oh shit, <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Kurt, we will see what happens there. Kurt, speaking of teams getting rid of people, we had another situation this week. The Broncos fired head coach Nathaniel Hackett. Kurt, there's not really much to be said. The Broncos season has been an absolute disaster. I don't think it's entirely Hackett's fault, but it is largely his fault. Between like the time management, like not being able to run a competent offense or any offense whatsoever also having like no control over the team. Like people were like fighting on the sidelines and getting into things Like we've seen it kind of all year. Again, it does not seem like Daniel Hackett, not, not that it was like the best situation for a first time head coach to thrive, but also at the same time, he seemingly did not do anything near enough to that he should be doing this year. So he doesn't even make it a full season. He gets fired after what, 15 games. Um, You know, again, there's a lot going on in Denver moving forward. I mean, Russell Wilson has that big contract and he stinks. So Oh yeah, I don't know what's happening there. They're going to have to. Some coach is going to have to come in and inherit this kind of mess. What's also been kind of weird this week is that, like, I've seen all those those comments, especially from the owners, being like Russ is fixable. Have you seen those comments? Yeah, i I have question marks about that. Well, not only that, but like, are they low key just implying? Are they saying like, yeah, he's broken right now, but he's fixable? Like, that's also not great that there's you know saying that. So I don't know what's going on there, Kurt. I, there's probably not a ton you have, but any additional thoughts about Broncos firing Nathaniel Hackett? I mean, it was so obvious from early in the season that Nathaniel
0: Hackett was in so far over his head. And, let, hey, let's just face it, too. There are some people, some really awesome NFL coaches who are, should just be coordinators. Like, right. Josh McDaniels is one of them. Dan yep. Quinn has been one of them. Dan Quinn's an awesome defensive coordinator. Didn't work out when he was a head coach. Like, you know... There are countless guys like that. And Nathaniel Hackett, I think, is one of them. So, you know, it is what it is. But I, I'm I'm also kind of surprised it took this long. Like, they
1: are a dumpster fire. So good luck to whoever gets that job because I don't know if you want it. Yeah. And uh, I will – the last thing I'll add is I heard the part of my take. guy say this, and I, I it is kind of funny. It makes me laugh. People forget he was the offensive coordinator – for the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. And there was a hot second where Aaron Rodgers was going to leave the Packers. So it does, they were saying this, and I, it is kind of funny to think that they, they hired Hackett just to be the bait for Aaron Rodgers. And then that didn't happen, and now hackett is gone. So yeah. uh, Hackett couldn't hack it. I guess the headline writes itself. Hey, um, you know, journalism. Uh, hey, yo. <laughs> uh, Kurt, our last uh, headline from this week before we move on to what I know we all are dying to talk about. Um, JJ Watt retiring from the NFL for this year, he announced, uh, kind of weirdly, he was like, Oh, I have played my last NFL home game. Cause he used two more road games. I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. But I guess it lets him have like a mini, uh, shout out coach K two week retirement tour. Um, you know, as corny as Gigi Watt has kind of been, he's definitely gotten better over the years. Like I remember right when he came in, it was just kind of like, all right, buddy, like yeah, see a little too much. He's he's definitely gotten better. And again, he did a lot for Houston when they had the the hurricane stuff. Um and again, he's like a good guy. He went to Arizona and was kind of just like doing his fun little thing in Arizona. Um, so good for him. Uh, again like when he was at his peak and not injured because he definitely got injured a lot in the second half of his career but like not injured people forget he was just like one of the better defensive players like we've seen in our lifetime he was just like incredible the sacks the disruptions the like he the taking up defenders he was like unbelievable uh kurt you know what's also great is that we will always fondly remember uh no matter how good he was or his texas team were the patriots winning when it mattered we will always remember all of those fun times over the Texans, Kurt. Any uh, thoughts on our J.J. Watt retirement uh, uh, memoriam here? So,
0: yeah, like you said, I think he's kind of fallen off a little bit as his career has kind of winded down. But he, of our lifetime, is a generational talent. Like, I remember when the Patriots used to play the Texans, and, like, they would play the Texans every year and every year in the playoffs. Like, it happened, like, four straight years, it felt like. And J.J. Watt used to be such a disruption for like Tom Brady and the offense that during practice that they would come out with like full-blown brooms and try to like imitate because he he led the league every year and batted passes. Um, So like he he got off the quarterback. He deflected passes. He had interceptions. He had forced fumbles. He was bloodied up all the time. Like the man just loves the game of football and what a career for him. And,
1: you know, they're losing a legend, so – they are absolutely losing a legend, Kurt, and it is kind of cool. Like he'll go down, and and we'll be able to see say that we saw him at his peak. So that is certainly cool. So credit to him. Hopefully, he gets uh you know has a fun couple last couple games with Trace McSorley trying to get him a win uh, <laughs> to end his career. So yeah, uh, good good times for JJ Watt, Kurt. Uh, in memoriam of JJ Watt. Well, not in memoriam. He didn't die, obviously, but in memoriam of his career. We are segregating from that to potentially in memoriam of the Patriots season uh, after what has kind of transpired in the last couple of weeks. Kurt, are you ready? I know we don't love it, we never enjoy it, but are you ready to talk about the Patriots? Um, No. Oh, that's all. See you (laughs) you next time. (laughs) See you next time, on. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Uh, No, Bruno, let's talk about it. So, the tone of last week's podcast was what? Somber. Somber. I was upset, and then towards the end of the podcast, <laughs> a little life came into me. Oh, I was talking about we just—it's time to fight. It's time because it was time to fight. I mean, that's undeniable. Well, similarly to how the podcast was, was how the Patriots played the game. First half, somber, depressing actually borderline hilarious and then <laughs> it was the, so bad. the second half they're like it's time to fight i don't know if they watched avatar at halftime
1: like fast like they've like put it on like eight times what no kurt I, I i'm taking it a step further i think they played our podcast during halftime that's the only explanation cool. You're right. You're right. Kurt, I mean, what else could it have been? It's time to fight. In between his hissy fits,
0: Mac Jones is like, let's listen to Bruno and Kurt right now.
1: It's time to fucking fight.
0: We need some life, and it's time to fight. And Bruno, they came out and they fought. They did. Here's the thing. Yep. Here, and again, I don't know (laughs) how you feel about this. That first half, I, the podcast isn't frozen. I just don't know what to say. It was so bad. Oh. And it was like – there it was almost like there was no way it was possible. Joe Burrow threw for 300 yards in the first half. Dude, had,
1: he had like – he had a record for completions, I'm pretty sure, right? Something like that?
0: Yeah. 27 completions for 300 yards and they had 23 first downs in the first half. It was like – what is what's going on you see that tiktok like it's yeah. like i i was like this is a joke i was wrapping some presents i really wasn't paying attention I was like, this is a joke um and then you know i'm i'm following along still and the patriots get the um get the defensive touchdown again which
1: is we just rely on that every game which is hilarious
0: yeah if the patriots want to compete at least one yeah. touchdown <laughs> needs to be on the defense um yeah. And then the drive where Kendrick Bourne scores a touchdown and there's some life. Hell yeah. And then the Hail Mary to So funny. Scotty Washington, <laughs> who deflects it to Jacoby Myers, and all of a sudden we got ourselves a darn tootin game here. Bruno, as bad as the Patriots defense was in the first half, it was good in the second half. And a Matt Judon strip of Jamar Chase, yes. You heard Bad me margins. correctly, uh, gave the Patriots the football with like three minutes to go on like the 41-yard line down uh, four.
1: Four, which, let's be honest, we were down four because, a we I think we missed the two-point conversion the first time, the touchdown, and then we also, Nick Folk, missed the point after. So those sucked, but sure, got the ball well, back down four. Nick Folk missed
0: two extra points. We missed, or that, yeah. We missed a two-point conversion, and we yeah. missed two two-point conversions. Um,
1: <laughs> Great. No,
0: two? No, he missed two, and we missed one two-point yeah. conversion. Yeah. The Bengals kicker missed an extra point and two field goals. I think there was like five or six missed kicks. Yeah. In that game. Um, On the best. So, I mean, they said before the game the wind was nuts. So, I mean, I'm I'm sure that played a, a huge part in it. McPherson doesn't miss extra points. Nick Folk was so good the first like ten weeks, and then all of a sudden he is now Nick Fuck because it's not good every time. He comes out. <laughs> Nailed that one. <laughs> um. Uh. So yeah, that wasn't good. But you know, the Patriots get the ball, and they're kind of yep offensively, they're in a little, a little bit of a groove. It's still like kind of pulling teeth and like grinding out drives to score. It's never like, you know, quick play shit. Um, but like, you know, I'm, so by this point, end of the game, all my family's over for Christmas Eve. We're all watching and like, you know, it used to be, I guess my dad was telling me like back in like the eighties and the nineties, it's like the Patriots would be competitive and then they would just at the end just find new ways to lose. And I remember saying like before the Ramondre fumble, I was like, "Well, they're gonna they're gonna break your heart." Like, and it, it's just such a three sixty from how it's been because it used to be like, "Well, they'll just they'll just find a way to win." Like more than any team in NFL history, the last twenty years, or I guess from like two thousand one to twenty twenty, the team just found ways to win. And they like it, it was it is what it is. Now it's like the Patriots are inventing, quite literally, inventing new ways to lose. Um, And so Ramondre uh, fumbles, I believe, on like a second and two or something. And uh, they turn the ball over. And uh, the defense does its job, gets a three and out. They punt it back to the Patriots, but there's not enough time and nothing happens. And it was a terrible last couple plays. But, you know, going back to the Ramondre thing, um, the man... Again, it's really unfortunate that he's the one who fumbled because he had two hands on the ball. It looked like his momentum was stopped. He was going backwards. It, who knows? I feel like half the time the play's blown dead for forward progress and the, for whatever reason, they just kept, blo- they kept the whistle in their pockets and... You know, I get it. Like I talk we've talked about it on this podcast how many yards after contact Mondre has this year. So they're probably like, this guy's a fucking tank. He'll probably get two extra yards on this. But he didn't. And uh, you know, it is what it is. There are like six guys around him and he fumbles, puts the ball on the ground, and um while fighting for extra yards and the Patriots lose the game. But between the between the loss to the Raiders and the loss to the the Bengals, I just feel so deflated for lack of a better word so I I, it's just like and then you're telling me there's still a chance at the playoffs I'm like how (laughs) like just someone take that away like I've told I've told people for weeks put me out of my misery and they've tried but for some reason (laughs) other teams keep losing and they haven't quite put me out of my misery yet and there's another chance that happens this week but Bruno like Give me your give me your biggest takeaways from this
1: game, Kurt. My biggest takeaways from this game are pretty much exactly what you just said, right? the The Patriots and pretty much everyone else in the around us in the playoff one, they just continue to give us hope, which is twisting our perception of what's going on, right? Obviously, there have been signs this whole season, but like again, the Raiders thing happens. It's kind of like one of those moments where you're like, okay, we're done. This game, we're like, even you take out everything that happened in the second half. We are simply not a team that can go down by that much in the half and we're not built to come back from leads. We're not even built to like do, you know, I don't even know what how we're built, right? But we're not we're not equipped to deal with that, right? But then like again, like they keep giving us hope, but it's like false hope. Like sure, we we have somewhat of a trend of defensive touchdowns getting us points you can't rely on that like i know it's happened multiple times but it's like you simply cannot rely on that so that was one of the reasons we came back we also had the jacoby myers play which like was kind of just like a throw it deep play that worked out but like again that's not a that's not a solid football foundational concept or thing you can count on that was just like a fluky touchdown so all of a sudden again we're back in this game and i agree that we fought in the second half it's undeniable that we fought and we played harder in the second half but like the re the reasons we came back was kind of false hope like that wasn't like any signs of repeatable football that was just kind of like another defensive touchdown which we're not going to get those every week and then that fluky touchdown and then again they give us this hope at the end it was first and goal i'm pretty sure when ramon fumbled like it was first or second and goal we were all the way down we were right there down four it's about to score a touchdown and they just again and i agree with what you said right it was unfortunate Mm -hmm. forward progress probably should have been stopped He did have, like, 100 guys on him and no Patriots in sight, right? So, like, again, that is unfortunate. And he's one of the reasons we even got there in the first place, playing, like, on his sore ankle or whatever it was. So I agree with that. But, like, all of this is just leading up to false hope. Like, I don't – I. it's weird that we still have a chance at the playoffs. It's weird that these games have been close because the Patriots, pretty much the last half of the season, maybe even the whole season, it's like we've relied on these defensive touchdowns. And like flipping a switch, even though we're not a team good enough to flip a switch, and then like not fluky plays, but like plays that you just can't count on being repeatable to like have a chance in games. That's not a formula for success. That's a formula for kind of what you were saying earlier, finding new ways to lose. So, Kurt, like I don't know, I, it's like I kind of agree with you. Like this song and dance is like it's just it sucks. We just get we get our hope belt built up again. We know deep down it's kind of false, but also it's kind of fun. We theoretically could still make the playoffs. The Dolphins look terrible, so it's like if we beat the Dolphins this week. Like, it could be, but, like, what do we even want that for? That would be a trip to play the Bills or the Chiefs? Like, I don't think we even want that. So,
0: that's my question to you, Bruno. Let me give you the scenarios here, okay? First thing's God, (laughs) Yeah, no, and it's, like, I thought it'd be more complex than it is. It really isn't that complex. Here's what we got. Okay. Okay? So, playoff scenarios. I have the little thing on my phone, okay? Okay. Playoff scenarios. If the Patriots beat the Dolphins in week 17 and they beat the bills in week 18 they're the seven seed okay oh okay like the patriots are the seven seed yeah yeah yeah. if the patriots beat the dolphins that's scenario one okay okay scenario so the patriots basically win the next two games you're in now the next scenario scenario two if the patriots beat the dolphins this week and the seahawks beat the jets this week Along with the Patriots losing to the Bills next week, which is probable. And the Jets beating the Dolphins, the Patriots are still a seven seed. So the Patriots just have to win this week and the Jets have to lose this week and then win next week against the Dolphins. So basically the Dolphins are our closest competition. Nothing matters. If you lose the Dolphins this week, it's over. Like you're not making, it's like you're eliminated. Um, But because the Dolphins are reeling, It has opened the door for the Patriots. So, Bruno, is it even worthwhile, in your opinion, like you just said, to make the playoffs, be the seven seed, and travel to the two seed, either Kansas City or Buffalo or
1: Cincinnati? Is it even worth it? I mean, as a fan, I would say no, right? Because, like, it's just not fun. I kind of agree with you. I'd rather go into the playoffs as a fan. The Patriots are dead. We can just enjoy it. We don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Cause then again, like you have the first week, of the playoffs is kind of ruined because you know, your team is playing and then they're going to probably lose. And then it's like, Oh, I have to deal with that all the rest of the week. So as a fan, I would say, no, the only really argument I could maybe see is like for the players. Yes. Because not every player on our team has, has been performing super well, but like there are players on our team who've been doing their best. They have been trying. It's been a long season. They've been getting crushed in the media like, I guess you could argue for the players, like, it would be cool for some of them to make the playoffs, even if we're going to lose by a billion. But like, that's pretty much the only argument I can really see. Because, again, like, we're, we're not doing anything in the playoffs, right? So just just ever the by. I know this is kind of loser talk, but it's like the the higher we finish in the standings, the worse our draft picks are going to get like that's, th- that doesn't really do anything for us. Not that again, like our our what, like 15th, round pick or whatever we're going to get is, or sorry not round 15th pick in the first round is is going to be like that much different than like a 19th I guess you can maybe argue that but like I don't know the, the only argument I could see is for like Matthew Slater or like Matt Judon or or, Uche or like some of the guys who have really been playing really well maybe it would be cool for them to make the playoffs but other than that from a fan perspective from like a you don't want ownership for some reason to be like oh the coach has got us to playoffs let's keep them around like you don't want any of that
0: stuff. so that is my biggest takeaway I don't want them to make the playoffs and Bill Belichick to convince himself, like, hey, it worked. Matt Patricia worked. Here we are. Um, we're, we made the playoffs. Like, uh, yeah. That would be a nightmare scenario, in my opinion. So it'll yep. be interesting. Uh, uh, it is in the, in the same breath, though. Like, You want your team to make the playoffs, and we're so – again, we have this we're misconstrued reality of what – it is because I told like we we talk about it. Our season didn't start until the AFC championship game for twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's it's ridiculous. But you know, more times than not, you're rooting for a team. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, you want your team to make the playoffs. So even if they do get blown out in the wild card round, it's like, well, you know, your team made the playoffs, which is a good thing. Um, but I I don't know I don't know where I stand on it, Bruno. I really don't. I feel like if if Bill Belichick and I hope He does, but if he realizes that this didn't work, failed experiment with Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, and they still make the playoffs, I'll take it. But if they make the playoffs and that is like enough reason to keep them around, then Bill Belichick needs to be fired to the sun fast, quickly on a rock one-way rocket ship because Matt Patricia can build it. They both can get on it and fire fire (laughs) into the sun. Um, So Bruno, I don't know, man. It's interesting here, but I, I, um, let's let's do this okay let's preview quickly we'll talk about it on the pick six so let's preview quickly the dolphins game this week obviously we've talked sure. about at nauseum dolphins reeling four straight losses two is out um probably out for the, re- the last two regular season games here do you think the patriots have a chance to win this game because i do think they have a chance to win this game
1: well, I I do because they're reeling, and I like who's the Dolphins backup? I don't even know who the Dolphins. Teddy is Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Teddy
0: Bridgewater is playing quarterback this week,
1: right? And and one of the one of the better things that the Dolphins have done has been like the the mid to deep throws that uh, Waddle and Hill can take and run a bazillion yards to score touchdowns. I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think isn't it t- uh, Teddy Bridgewater's like Teddy Checkdown? Like I don't think he's known for his rocket arm, right? So that helps us. Kurt, the one thing, and you said it in that you were texting yesterday about what's going to need to happen with this Patriots game. But the one huge concern is just Hill and Waddle against our secondary because that that is tough. So, like, so what do you think about that?
0: That's the perfect segue. I do think the Patriots have a chance in this game. Um, however. (laughs) However. They still have Waddle and Hill and Gasicki and Jeff Wilson and all these playmakers, okay? The Patriots secondary is so hurt at the moment. Jalen Mills hasn't played in three or four weeks with a groin issue. Jack Jones will be out again with a knee thing from the Cardinals game, okay? Jonathan Jones is dealing with a chest injury. Questionable. Marcus Jones, arguably the best player on the Patriots the last three weeks, out for the game with a concussion. So you're already down probably Jones and Jones. I guess there is a chance. Jalen Mills did practice today. There is a chance he plays, okay? I'll believe it when I see it. But Bruno, most likely to def- to defend Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell will be Jonathan Jones playing through a chest injury. On one side, Sean Wade (laughs) on the other side, and Miles Bryant in the slot. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Disaster. That is a disaster for the Patriots. It's like we've seen this story before. And it happened to be the wild card game last year. Jonathan Jones and Jalen Mills were out. And we had Jawan Williams and (laughs) DeVon Busby out there trying (laughs) trying to guard Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs. And it went about as you thought. So um, I am worried about that. And for a team, Josh Boyer is the defensive coordinator for the Dolphins. So very familiar with the Patriots uh, from coaching here. He blitzes more than any person in the NFL. Mac Jones might die this week. He might die. So, Bruno, it, (laughs) you know, Ramondre Stevenson comes out this week and says, like, he is feeling it. He is battered and bruised. He is like, I mean, the man, like we've talked about, has taken a beating this year. Yards after contact. um, He literally, him and Jacoby Myers are the Patriots offense. So it's a lot to ask of those two guys looks like Damian Harris finally might be back after like six weeks. Um, But at least, you know, maybe Spells or Andre. Bruno, I just, I think there's a good chance the Patriots win this game, but there are also like the matchup just sucks. The the Dolphins, Tua, thank God Tua's not playing because that man has never lost to Bill Belichick. So if Tua was playing, I'm smashing. I'm putting my life savings on the Dolphins. But him not playing has definitely opened the door for the Patriots to
1: win this game. Yeah, Kurt. Really quick before I I also respond to that, if Tua retires, he'll be undefeated against Belichick. Yeah, four <laughs> zero. That's fucking. That's fucking weird. Just to think about. Um. Yeah, I, Kurt. I I pretty much agree with all of that. Again, like part of me, you know how earlier we were talking about false hope and what has been the story this whole year. I kind of feel like we're falling. Not like I. Everyone or like while we're thinking this, I feel like we're falling into the trap of false hope against the dolphins because they've been reeling. But on the other hand, it's like, yes, they have Hill and Waddle, but even with Tua recently, they haven't been while well, he's been healthy, I said in quotation marks, he they haven't been great. And Teddy Bridgewater, again, not known for a deep ball. So like there is elements that you can be like, yes, they have things that are are going well that we can expect to maybe not be 100% against us. I don't know. It's also in New England. So, like, again, obviously, the added element of, like, we always suck when we go to Miami. We already got that one out of the way, so now it's in New England. I don't know. I I, I think we definitely can win this game. Like you said at best, the door is open. Will we step through it, or will we trip and fall on our face right before we get to it? That is the question. But the door is definitely open. I am just so tired of all this bullshit. I... <laughs> you're tired. I,
0: it's like... If they if they had beaten the Bengals last week, and the Raiders week before that, they would they would make the playoffs. Like they'd be in. But here we are, after two heartbreaking <laughs> losses, Bruno. That's what I want to do. I want to, I'm going to read through this really quickly. Okay, we are we're we're good on time. I yeah. want you to give me your three most heartbreaking losses of the Patriots season. Okay, let me just I'm going to run through <sighs> them all for you. Okay. <laughs> okay good. okay there are a lot please hold yeah holding all right so all the losses in order so week one in miami offense sucks they lose 20 to 7 okay week three they lost to the ravens 37 26 patriots offense looked good that day mac jones pushing the ball down the field was picked off yep. three times obviously he was injured after that they win the, yep. they lose the packers game in ot okay Then it's the Bears' loss, Monday Night Football, the embarrassing loss there. They go on a three-game win streak. They lose Thanksgiving to the Vikings, heartbreaking. They get embarrassed on Thursday Night Football against the Bills. They lose the most, with the dumbest play in NFL history, to the Raiders, and then they lose in heartbreaking fashion last week to the Bengals. So those are the losses, Bruno. Give Give me your
1: three most painful, heartbreaking losses of the season. I mean, the painful one... Undoubtedly, is the Raiders, right? Because not only because we should have won that game, the Raiders are horrible. They literally just benched their car, but like doing it in just the most ridiculous way to lose a game ever, like making history of how we lost. That was like the worst, most painful, most heartbreaking, whatever you want to say, loss probably of the year. I'm tempted to say the Bengals next, but it's like, I kind of feel like we will look back on the season and be like, we kind of knew it was over after the Raiders loss. So not like the Bengals loss wasn't bad. We could have won that game and we should have. But it's like, we kind of like, we'd already been broken a little bit. I mean, the other stuff that comes to mind, this wasn't heartbreaking, but painful. Like the Bears, they're so bad. And Justin Fields is good, but like the Bears are so bad and just getting dominated by that Bears team, like that was such a painful loss because they've just gone on and like not won. Like they've just been horrible. And, like, like, I know it was a different time and whatever, but, like, that was so painful because it was, like, they – that was not – like, I don't know how we lost that. And then, like, my third one, I I would probably put the Vikings because, like, they're a good team. It was on Thanksgiving. We were all watching with our family, like, national audience. Like, that was a game we should have won. You, you could also toss the Packers game up there because, like, again, that's another game we should have won, and that was Zappy, right? So that would have been yeah. funny with, like, with Zappy. But probably the Vikings, if we're being serious, because that would have been cool to be like, all right, we got a team against like, you know, again, we both have our doubts with the Vikings, but like that was a win against a team that like is going to the playoffs and could be like the two seed in the in the NFC. So that would have been cool. So I, I think I ended up Raiders 1, Bears 2, Vikings 3 in, in order from most painful. That's exactly what I am.
0: I feel like, but I'm all, I'm dangerously close to putting the, bang, the Bears at number one. That was an embarrassment. That was 33-14 yeah. to 14 at home yeah. on Monday Night Football. I was there in the eighth row. I saw everything. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt, I can see like the trauma in your eyes. <laughs> I don't know if I've recovered. I've had options to go to Patriots games since, and I've opted out. Because I'm like, I can't do this again. However, oh. <laughs> I am going this week,
1: Bruno. I'm doing it. Me and Statsky are going. So... <laughs> I, I'm, at some point am i like like if if you're just watching your friend just continue to make self-destructive decisions at some at some point do i do I need to just be like kurt do i do i need to step in here but like kurt you know what it, it, it is going to be a new year so maybe we're going to leave all that in 2022 and maybe uh we're going to come out in 2023 and be like listen we're a new team but kurt what is the, what
0: is there to say? I don't know. There's not much to say. Bruno, I want to do one more thing today. I've changed my mind. I don't want to do it. Um, but oh. next week on the pod, okay, okay. It, QB carousel for the Patriots next mm. year. Okay, If Mac Jones is another stinker this week, maybe it has to be talked about. Is Mac Jones the starting quarterback here in the future? Or is it just because of how awful the coaching has been for him? We'll a lot to digest with that. We'll a lot to talk about with that. I feel like this is a good place to end for this week. Um, we will see what happens with the goddamn dolphins game this weekend but uh they'll break your heart kid so
1: who knows uh such a positive and uplifting note to end on we as we always do on this podcast well, that's what we're known for is America. it time to
0: fight again or like are we are we going home what's happening here
1: kurt i think it's more like we have to fight but it's like
0: I, can we okay <laughs> <laughs> this is a funny story. Okay, so like okay. my brother growing up, my dad loves like Daniel Boone, and like my brother loved Daniel Boone. He used to watch like the, the documentaries and stuff with like my dad growing up, and yeah. um, I was two years older, so I, I knew I you know, I just simply knew more than Connor. Um, obviously, obviously, I still do. And for Connor's like entire childhood, like the date the Daniel Boone, or wait, sorry, Davy Crockett. That's what I meant to say. Not okay. same, same cut, cut from the same cloth, different people. Okay. Oh, Davy Crockett. <laughs> so the Alamo fighting off the, yep. fighting off the, uh the Sp- Mexicans. I think it was Um at the Alamo yeah. question mark. I don't like history, Um but the, like the movie ends with Davy Crockett at the Alamo. Everyone else is dead. It's Davy Crockett taking on all of these Mexican soldiers. And like Connor just simply thought the movie ends and Connor's like, well, he, he won. He beat them all. It's <laughs> like, like no, he had to fight, and then he died. Like he was, yeah. he was <laughs> outnumbered. The Patriots are Davy. Oh, Gropian. god. The Dolphins are the Mexicans. We have to fight, <laughs> but we're probably <laughs> gonna <laughs> die.
1: I'm not going to lie to you. I absolutely love everything about that story and how that's what our season has come down to because I can see how you thought about that because we pretty much are saying that it's like we're probably going to die. We don't have a choice. We have to fight. So I mean, they're here. We're here by ourselves. Everyone's dead around you. (laughs) You're just you
0: have to do it. You have to go through the motions. Here Here we go. Here we go. Well, You know what your fate is
1: that is true it we is do we, we we know what our fate is and it's it's either dying this week it's dying next week or it's dying the first run of playoffs it's just when it's, it's not what it's just when it's like pudge when do you just open the door and let pudge out <laughs> kurt you're gonna turn to the uh, the patriots game on on sunday and uh our players are gonna have half their hair missing. On their head. deal i would love that <laughs> oh man well listen kurt We're closing out a tough 2022 and we're hoping to leave the tough parts in 2022. Unfortunately, I think some of the parts are going to come with us to 2023, but hopefully that's just the start of 23. So we will see. Um, But Kurt have tons of fun at the game Um, before that, obviously have a great and happy new Year's both to you and our millions of listeners and watchers and consumers. Of course, Uh, Kurt, is there Saturday games this week or is it just Sunday? I think it's Sunday. Okay, because we'll do pick six on Sunday. So we'll yeah. see you New Year's Day for pick six. Yep. Um, There's some exciting yeah, stuff. All, they're, all, they're all Sunday. Perfect. So we'll see you. Uh, or actually, well, we'll talk about it because you're going to the game. But we'll figure it out. We'll see you at some point this weekend for pick six. Um, And, yeah, Kurt, well, you know, we're going to have to fight. So we're, we're going to watch. We're going to have to fight, and we'll see what, see what we get done. That's about right. That's about right,
0: my friend. That is
1: about right. All right. Well, we will uh, see you this weekend on Pick 6. And then, of course, as always, we will see you next time on Playing the Field. Hi guys. No.